0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119, 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Thursday morning. And we're so glad you're with us and took some time and taking some time out of your day to be in the Word of God. We commend you. Uh, even if you're just seeking to find, the, see what this is about, we commend you for taking a few minutes uh, to make what we're doing, to make God's Word part of your day. I think it's important if you're a Christian seeking more truth, if you're someone just seeking truth in general. That's why we call this a source of truth. Is It's not that I have that source. It's that we examine and, 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 and bring out the Word of God, which is the source of truth. In a world, where everybody has their own truth. We know there really is only one truth, and that is God and His Word, and that's why we examine it. In doing that, uh, we have been out for, uh, I think, our third week of examining the book of Ecclesiastes. So if you're following along with us, we're in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and we're going to pick up in verse 11. We just got done reading what is a very popular passage in the book of Ecclesiastes. He's talking about seasons and times for this and times for that. Uh, it's used uh, very generically, even though it's biblical. A lot of the culture still uses that. Is is because it's truthful. It's just simple truth. But what we're looking at now is we just got done talking about the idea that, God, that Solomon states we need to have a biblical worldview in place of e- secular cultural worldview if we really want to understand what god is doing well then he moves on to another aspect and he he takes the next few verses and he kind of uh gives a thought that i think is is very true in our day and age let's go ahead and read these verses real quick and then we'll uh we'll we'll examine them and we'll uh, we'll unpack them verse 11 he hath made everything beautiful in his time also he has set the world in their hearts so that no man can find out the works that god maketh from the beginning to the end i know that there is no good in them but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all of his labor, it is the gift of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear it before him. That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been, and God requireth that which is past. So let's look at these pasts. Let let me start off. I was reading something this morning and I thought it was a great way to look at it. You ever wonder why as... as americans or as humans we we kind of run to different levels of entertainment to to an extent get away from the reality of life you know we run to different kinds of movies some people like the science fiction movies and things like that and a lot of times these kind of movies grab our attention because when you watch them you realize that what you're seeing on the screen is absolutely impossible superhero movies whatever you're watching and you look at it and say it's just not possible that these things true people can't fly they can't you know blow things out of their eyes they don't have superhuman strength things of that nature and when you look at those, it's obviously not true. So, the, what attracts us to those? What attracts us to those is it gives us a, a period of time that we're kind of we can set aside the reality. Sometimes the hurts of life. Those those seven conflicts, uh, opposites that we saw just a few verses ago. And you look at and say, sometimes what we look in the reality of life is, is discouraging, depressing, and so we run to something. Some people run to movies or TV, some maybe run to books or other things, and, and some run to video games, and, 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 and I'm, not, I'm not about to say that I think any of these things are wrong, and my, my opinion doesn't really matter, but I'm not, I don't believe that's what's being taught here. I want to look at the aspect of why it is. We run to those things. And I think we run to those things because when we sometimes look at where we're at in life, it can be discouraging. And I'm not, you know, one, if, if we're hoping for something better, if we're wishing, that I wish my life were like my neighbors or my life were like this person, I think we're going to be very discouraged. One, because sometimes... Uh, what we think that person have is not accurate. I say, I wish my life were like them, and we probably don't even realize they they don't want, they're discouraged in their own life. And, you know, especially if you're using social media, obviously everything you see, most of it's fake. You know, no one posts, very few people post reality of what's going on in their life. They post what they want life to be. But what we do is we view each other, and we, and we view the world, and we view our circumstances, and we say, This is just not everything I've wanted it to be. So what does Solomon say that I think is a great point? We just got done talking about a biblical mindset. So let's evaluate the next few verses and shall we say, use the term reality from these verses to see how we can view what is true reality from a biblical mindset. Again, we did verse 11 yesterday, but we'll say it again. He that he hath made everything beautiful in his time. We focused on his timing yesterday, but he hath made everything beautiful. We look at the world and it's been perverted by sin and perverted by Satan and destroyed by a sinful culture, but what he created is beautiful. Also, he has set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the works of God what God maketh in the beginning of the earth. Verse 12, I know that there is no good thing in them, and the world and everything, there's no real fulfillment in it, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life. What God has placed around us, and we, he's, he's been mentioning up to this point, that the culture and the things of life that sometimes we run after for fulfillment, generally in and of themselves do not bring fulfillment. The secular worldview and everything, the money and all these things end up empty. Fulfillment comes through God. Well, so we know that we understand that the world that itself the human what we see in itself is empty but we do realize that when we have a mindset that follows God we can view the world as what God has given us the beauty of all that God has given us it's it's not here just to give me material things because those are empty it's here to do more than that so it's there for good for me to do good so God has given me something so that I can use it to do good in my lifetime verse 13 and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all of his labor it is the gift of God That verse literally is saying exactly what it sounds like. God has given us everything around us so that we can go We can work and we can enjoy the work of our hands. There is this idea every once in a while that a true Christian is going to be poor, that a true Christian should never have money. Now don't get me wrong, if your entire life is about making money, then you're going to be disappointed because even when you get it all you're going to find it empty because money is empty. The love of money ends up being the root of all evil. Money itself does not It's that love and desire for it. But if if you look at the realization that it's not about being wealthy, it's about everything God has given me, my talents and my abilities and my house and all these things that If I stop looking at all of this and saying, man, I want more, which is where I'm not content, but Lord, thank you for what I've been given. And just in, in love and embrace because what you have is a gift from God. By the way, if you're not content with what God has given you now, more than likely he won't give you more. That's just how it works. If I'm not content with what I've been given, if I'm not being wise with what I've been given, about not a good steward of what I've been given, you know, giving some back to God and using it for good, I, I probably won't get more because if I'm just using these things for me, my selfish nature, I'll never fulfill it and then I won't, won't get more. And even if I do get more, I won't really enjoy it. So, but he has given us all these things as a gift and boy, we should embrace them. Verse 14, I know that whatsoever God doeth It shall be forever, nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it, and God doeth it, and men should fear before him." So all that we see around and all that's happening, we see God is the one doing it. And we look at all of this and and it allows us to have a fear and a reverence of an almighty God, because God is in control. Yes, he has given this realm to Satan and he's allowed Satan to have a lot of freedom but it's what God has allowed Satan to have. This isn't a battle between God and Satan or Jesus and Satan because Satan's just an angel. Jesus is God. You know, they're, they're, they're not equal by any stretch of imagination. God says, I'm in control and I've given Satan some freedom and he's given us a free will and where we can make some good decisions and bad decisions. So we still look at all of this and we see the greatness of what God has put around us. Verse 15, that which hath been is now. That which is to be hath already been, and God requires that which is past. You know, that doesn't always make a whole lot of sense, but I think the most simplistic way to look at this, when we see the, the, the uh, what, what he's really saying in verse 15, God already knows what's happening. God already has a plan. God already knows what's going to happen in your life. He knows what decisions you're going to make, and he's already placed the perfect plan for you. His purpose, his grace, what he has for you, and what would be the greatest part for your life. If you want fulfillment, if you want true joy, fulfillment from this world, it's not going to come from this world. Solomon said it, and you probably know that to be true. There is no amount of money, no amount of things that can bring fulfillment. They will bring temporary happiness. I mean, don't get me wrong, a car that doesn't work in comparison to a Tesla, you know, you, you can say that. But ultimately, when you get all the things the world can offer, you will find it empty. True joy and fulfillment come from God. He goes, listen, all of the things that you wonder what's going on, he goes, I already know what's happening. As a matter of fact, in the eyes of God, all of this has already been fulfilled. The world and his plan has already been fulfilled. He's just now waiting for us to watch it play out. He's in control. He knows what's going on. So what he's challenging us to do is to look at what he has placed here. Don't be panicked by the things that are going on in the world because God's in control. And unfortunately, injustice and a lot of these things still happen. We'll talk about that later. But in the midst of all of this, we can still see God's grace and we can do our part. We can do what God wants us to do in the midst of these times and watch Him use us to help others, to move in our lives. That's where fulfillment comes from. What the world wants you to look at is an unrealistic expectation of what you can get, and then it comes empty even to those who have it. God says, what I've placed around you is for your joy. Enjoy it. Embrace the reality there and and allow yourself to grow in fulfillment of all that I've given to you instead of wishing for something that doesn't bring happiness in the first place. Well, again, thanks for joining us on this Thursday and giving me the chance to be part of your day. It's truly a joy and a a great opportunity for me. I appreciate the opportunity. I really hope it's a help. Hope it's an encouragement. If it is, I encourage you maybe to share it with others. And uh, I have no desire to become of anything well-known just to be able to get the Word of God out more. And I just appreciate the opportunity to do that. Thanks again for joining us today. Hope you join us again tomorrow.